Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Kingdom Conscience Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Selena Gilbuy. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate the support. I mean, I really do. So let's get ready for another exciting topic today. You ready? Come on, let's go. Okay, I want to start out this topic with a question for you all. Have you ever gotten to the point where social media, scrolling through social media, perusing social media, starts to mess with your head. Just hear me out. Um, This is going to, I am being very transparent here. But have you ever gotten to a point where looking at everybody else's accomplishments and the things that they've attained and the things that they're experiencing kind of made you reflect on yourself and start to question, am I as far as I should be? Am I doing all that I, I could be doing? And it starts to put you in kind of a a downward spiral. I won't, I won't say depression, but maybe kind of a depressive kind of a cloud starts to try to emerge. Come on, just let, let me be honest here. And maybe it's not everybody. Um, but for me, there are times when I literally feel a little nauseous uh, when I start to take in too much of social media. You know, when I get too sucked into what everybody else is doing, the vacations they're taking, uh, what events their church are, are putting on, um, the fun they're having in their family, or whatever it is. Sometimes I get too sucked in, and then I begin to compare. And the thing about it is I have to remind myself that I'm looking at everybody's highlight reel. That's in essence, that's what social media is. Everybody's giving their highlights. They're giving their high notes. They're giving um, the happy times. Very seldom do you see people giving you the low times. Very seldom um, do you see uh, when they're going through, unless it's, you know, they're trying to give a testimony or something like something of that nature. But this is, again, it may just be for me. But I started thinking about that. Why? I like to ask questions. And I sometimes I, you know, I that's my process of ex- examining myself. And I say, you know, why do you feel like this? And so I started thinking about this, this word that you don't hear too much. And that word is contentment. Being content in the things that we have. Because... If I weren't content with where I am, why would those images of what's happening in other people's lives be able to affect me at all? Maybe maybe this will help somebody because this study really it helped me. So I want to I want to just share some things that I believe that the Lord um, made clear to me. And I of course like I do all the time I started talking with my husband about it and um, we talked about that thing of you have to remember that most of the time social media everybody's giving you what's going on what's what's at the top when they're at the top of their game they're not giving you the struggle 
They're not giving you the backstory of what they had to go through before they got to the book or what they what they had to go through um, before they got to the so many millions of dollars of whatever they're doing, whether it's a car or a house or or the trips that they're taking. You don't know what they had to do to get there. You don't know the story. So let's discuss contentment for a minute. And immediately, my mind went to Philippians 4 and 11. It went to that scripture where Paul talks about that he he's learned in whatsoever state that he's in to be content. And I want to read that for you, Philippians 4 and 11. And it says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therefore, or therewith to be content. I want to read that also in the message translation. You guys know uh, lately I've been enjoying uh, the message translation. And actually, I'm going to start at verse 10. It says, I'm glad in God, far happier than you would ever guess. Happy that you're again showing such strong concern for me. Not that you ever quit praying or thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstance I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a very clear understanding of Paul saying, every situation I'm in, I've learned to be content. And so that brought me to the first and I believe very important point that you need to understand that being content is something that we have to learn to do. So with thinking not strange, when you're everything seems to be fine and you have so much, but you find yourself at some point looking and thinking, man, isn't it nice that they have this, that, or the other? If you remember um, a few episodes ago, I was talking with my best friend and I said how I used to really admire her when we were younger. I thought she had everything. Well, that was immaturity talking. I was young at that point. I didn't understand um, the facet or the uh, the totality of the circumstances where with we were both involved. She was an only child. Her, her, both of her parents had great, great jobs. You know, I was a child who came from a family of three. I had, I had siblings, and maybe my parents' careers weren't as lucrative as her parents. I didn't know the circumstances. And as a young child, you don't consider all of those things. You just look at, you know, it seems like she has everything and it's better than what you have. Not realizing that, listen, I never went without. 
I never went without clothes. I never had to question where my next meal would be. Um, I probably had too many meals, <laughs> lots of snacks and things like that. So I had, I didn't want for anything. But because I saw someone else who had things that I didn't have at that time, um, you know, in con uh, not being content kind of started to creep up. So we have to remember this is something we have to practice. So when it comes up, you have to recognize it and then use the word of God in prayer to make sure that we get that, get that thing out of here. Because there's always going to be somebody who seems to be doing better, always going to be, be someone who seems to be on top while you're maybe not where, where you think or where you want to be. So there's a few other things I learned about making sure that you stay in this position of contentment. When we look at the definition, just the uh the, the world's definition of what content means. It's a state of peaceful happiness. Words like satisfied, pleased, and grateful, fulfilled. These words all described what, content, what it means to be content. But what I've learned is contentment does not mean an absence of growth. And this is very important because sometimes at first glance, people will say, uh, if you're content, you're, you're just, you're satisfied with, with where you are and you don't want to be anywhere else. No, 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 no. I don't believe that that's what um, the scripture is saying. You got to make sure that you understand the context of what was happening. When, when Paul was saying, um, I've, I've learned I've learned that whatsoever situation I'm in, whatsoever state I'm in, to be content does not mean that where he is now is where he's going to be tomorrow. And this is how I support that belief. Because the Bible speaks of growth. Another scripture that came to my mind when I thought about growth was Luke, um, the second chapter. In the 52nd verse, when it talks about Jesus increasing in stature and in wisdom. If you look throughout the scripture, it often talks about us growing. It talks about us moving from one place to another, not being stagnant, not just being complacent and, and settling in one spot. I believe God expects us to move from one place to another. So when you're talking about contentment, I don't believe that it's an absence of growth. It, it can be, but it does not have to equate to complacency. It can be, contentment can be complacency in its, in its most basic definition, but it doesn't have to equate to that. Um, contentment is not being stagnant. It's not an absence of change. And again, I believe we were designed to grow, to learn, um, to obtain knowledge. When you obtain knowledge, you automatically grow from one place or one position or one thought to another. Remember the scripture tells us that uh, we are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Um, so in order to be uh, complete, 
in order to be held together, um, you have to have um, some some amount of knowledge. And again, as you gain knowledge, you move from one position to another. You gain knowledge. You know something that you didn't know before. So when you talk about contentment, to me, contentment is pulling everything you can pull out of an experience. Again, I'll say it's pulling everything you can pull everything that's going to make you better, everything that's going to add to you out of an experience. doesn't mean that I'm just content with staying where I am for the rest of my life, but it means that I'm taking full advantage of the position or the experience that I am in at that present time. Why? Because the constant thing, the constant thing is Jesus. We know that God does not change. So whatever circumstance that I'm in, content is being pulling everything that I can. I think of it like just crushing a fruit or or anything, getting all the juice out, all the juice, everything that's in that circumstance, everything that I can learn from being in the position that I'm in, from experiencing what I'm experiencing right now. That's my goal in contentment making the most out of my time, whether it be in the valley, whether it be on the mountaintop. Um, what can I learn from this experience? Even the situation that I'm in right now, I'm asking myself, what can I learn from that? You know, I've learned to be more intentional. I've learned to appreciate the little things, the small things. I've learned to appreciate um, just life in a, a, a very different way. Does that mean everything's going well? Does that mean everything uh, is going like I want it? Does it mean I have everything I want? Probably not. But I like to say, you know what? It could be worse. And I appreciate God. And I think we have to do more of that. We have to do more of showing our appreciation. And we do for big things. It's easy for us to be appreciative for those big things, but to be intentional and look at even the small things that he does every day, every hour, every minute, and tell him thank you. What is this experience teaching me? This is a question you should ask yourself. Contentment is understanding that God is the constant. He'll not, he won't change. Seasons change. But God is always the same, no matter what the season is. So in this season, whatever season that is that you're in, be thankful. Because you know the scripture tells us that in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. It said in everything. It didn't say for everything. But the scripture says in every situation, you ought to give them thanks. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be thankful unto him and bless his name. And I feel God right now. You have to be thankful. 
in the situation. No, I don't thank them for maybe this negative thing that I'm going through. Um, uh, if it's a challenge with your health, if it's a challenge with your family members, if it's a challenge with your children, if it's a challenge on your job, no, you're not thankful for for the challenges that are bringing you stress or, or causing you to fight worry. No, you're not thankful for it, but in it, you can give him thanks because you know that you have the victory. You know that he has co- conquered and giving you the victory. So going back to that point of obtaining all that you can obtain from that situation, where whatever level it is, wherever you are right now, find a reason to give, give him thanks. If it's nothing, if it's for nothing but his consistency in your life, if it's nothing but for his um, his stability in your life, that he does not change, that he's going to be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, that he's always going to be there for you. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We feel forsaken at times. Come on, if you be honest, yes, you feel like you're all alone sometimes. But the scripture says the reality of it is he's right there. He's right there. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows exactly what you can take, what you can bear. He knows exactly how you're going to come out on the other side. He has an expected end. He has something that he wants to see come out of you, something produced from your life. And this circumstance, this temporary circumstance is just going to make you better. And I know I've said this before because I have to continually remind myself that this situation that I'm going through, yes, it's temporary, but it's brought on. It's allowed to make me better. It's It's not here to destroy me. And I want you to hold on to that word. Whatever you are going through, it's not here to destroy you. I know it feels like it's destroying you, but it's not here to destroy you. It's here to make you better. So can I can I admonish you? Can I can I encourage you today to sit still and and see what it is you need to learn from this situation? Instead of complaining about it and woe is me, instead of um focusing on on everybody else's highlight reel on social media and comparing it to what your season is, you know what? You're looking at somebody else's season. They may be in a different season than you're in. You may be in winter and they may be in um, summer. You know, you may be in a valley situation and they are on a mountaintop. You just happen to see when they posted their mountaintop. You cannot compare uh, when our seasons are not the same. Our races are not the same. You have to run the race that's set before you. And listen, while I'm saying this to you, I'm really talking to myself. When I get down and I think, oh, man, I know other musicians that started playing when I play, when I started playing. And look, they seem to be miles ahead of me. But I don't know the backstory. I don't know everything that they had to encounter. They didn't maybe they didn't have to do some of the things that God called me to do along the way. I don't know what's coming around the bend. I yet have promises that are not fulfilled yet that I'm waiting on. Things, these are the things that we have to remind ourselves of. I firmly believe 
that when you have pulled, you have extracted all that God has from you, for you from one season, then God will move you on to the next. I, I firmly believe that. If you're still, if you find yourself still in a position, it's probably because you have not learned the lesson that he wants you to learn. I firmly believe that when you obtain all from one season, when you pull everything, every lesson that he has for you out of one season, God will move you to the next. See, when you lack contentment in your current situation, you're at risk of being ungrateful. And when you allow ungratefulness to come, you're going to start to be unthankful. And when unthankfulness comes, covetousness is just around the corner. And having a covetous spirit or being someone who covets, you're having or showing a great desire to possess something belonging to someone else. You know, another word that was given to describe this was greedy. And, you know, covetousness is when you get to a point where whatever it takes, I want what that person has. You, that's a dangerous place to be. So we want to be like Paul. And we want to say, you know, whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. Learn to do that. How do you learn to do that? By looking on those things that you can be thankful for. Thank God for being such a, a good God, such a gracious God, such a consistent God, a never failing God. I want to share another scripture with you, uh, Hebrews 13 and verse 5. And again, I'm going to read it in the King James and I'm going to read it in the message translation. But it says, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And in the message translation, it says, don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I'll never let you down. Never walk off and leave you. We can boldly quote, and it goes on to the sixth God is there ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what, who or what can get to me. And so in that going back to the, new, the, the King James Version, that verse 6 says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. In essence, that is exactly what I was getting at, and that explains it perfectly the word of God is so powerful but it's saying be content and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you there are some things I see for our ministry some things I see for my family that I'll, I'll look at someone else's highlight you know on social media and I'll allow that thing to start to to get in me and start to make me uh, doubt myself and start to make me say well you're not where you should be where, that's not the voice of God. That's not me comparing my season to someone else's season. Allow me to be transparent. But I thank God that he'll give me a mind or he's given me a mind to say, hey, this thinking is not okay. You need to change this way of thinking. Put that 
put that out of your mind and start to focus on all of the good things that God has done for you. Don't take for granted the good things that he's done in this season because you're going to stay in this season a little bit too long if you start um, being, um, you know, covetousness or, or, or covetous or you start to um, not be thankful for where you are. We don't want to overstay our, our this season. We want to be able to move. We want to be able to grow. We want to be able to grow in stature and in knowledge. We want to increase, as, as the Bible says Jesus did. He increased. That, that, that word increase can be translated to grow. This is what he wants us to do. He wants us to move from one place to another. It's, it's likened unto the grades. You know, you, you go to kindergarten, and once you complete all of the requirements there, you'll move on to the next level, and this happens um, until you get to 12th grade. When you learn what you're supposed to learn, you can move on to the next grade. Same is with the season. When you learn what you're supposed to learn in this position, in this season, then you can move on at the appointed time. It's God's timing. So your job is to be satisfied, to be grateful, to be thankful, to be full of thanksgiving in the position, in the season that you're in right now. I, I praise God for this word. Um, I'm thankful unto him. I'm, I tell you, I am so thankful and I'm thankful that he loves us enough to remind us. This is a kingdom way of thinking. This is a kingdom way of thinking. You know, anything in excess, I believe is not good for us. You know, there are some things that may not be, you know, it may not be a bad thing, but if you do too much of it, it's just not good. So, you know, even social media can be like that for me. I understand that, you know, even now with a podcast and, you know, doing things with ministry, sometimes you have to, it's it's a requirement to make posts and do things, but I have to be disciplined enough to do the assignment and get get away from it, (laughs) get away from it quick, you know, and and replace that time that I would be scrolling with prayer and and seeking God's word and, and, and being being vulnerable, letting the Lord know he already knows, but it means so much more when we actually just tell him, you know what? I need you, God. I need you to help me through this. I need you to help me be content. I need you to help me be grateful for my situation. Remember in everything, give thanks in everything. Doesn't mean you like the situation. But in the, in the midst of that, you know that he's keeping you. In the midst of that, you know he's still, he's yet in control. He yet sits on the throne. That has not changed. He's yet almighty and all powerful. He's all knowing. He has the whole world in his hands. That has not changed. Your seasons change, but your God does not change. And I really hope that you have been encouraged. Remember um, those scriptures of emphasis that we talked about. We talked about Philippians 4, 11. We also talked about uh, Hebrews 13 and 5. And, you know, there are many other scriptures that I'm sure 
I'm sure that the Spirit of God, after listening to this, hasn't ignited something in you that I pray that you want to go to and search out the scripture and, and, and you know what, share, share with us what God has opened up to you in this. Um, I really would like to hear from you all. I thank you for listening. Um, I see our numbers going up. Um, I see people of responding and, and going and getting our merchandise. And I truly, truly appreciate this. Above all, I pray that you would be um, encouraged to live for the kingdom, to be that living billboard, um, to let everybody know that, that Jesus is the King of Kings and that he's Lord of our lives and that we love him. Who wouldn't serve a God that is unchanging and all powerful and, and full of might? And um, everything that you need is in him. Um, so be encouraged on this week. Um, reach out to us if you haven't already. Leave a review if you haven't. Or like and share something that we've put out. We really, really appreciate it. And until next time, keep living for the kingdom. <laughs>